This is Main Street on Prairie Public. I'm Ashley Thornburg with Craig Blumenshine. And also joining us today from our Bismarck studio is root seller Sue. Sue Balcom joins us once a week from her farm outside of Mandan to talk about food. Sue, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me. And Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you too from under the snow bay. Yes, I'm glad you finally got dug out. You know, the kids are in school and they're practicing for their programs at school and they're practicing for their um, programs at church. And that used to be a really big deal when I was growing up is on Christmas Eve, there was always a beautiful children's pageant at church. But one of the things that I learned when I was researching the Germans from Russia Christmas traditions for that first book I did was that <clears throat> there was this person called Belsnickel that used to show up at Christmas time. Hmm. And we had mentioned a bit earlier that actually Dwight Root. Schroot. Schroot. Come on, Sue. <laughs> Schroot. I was thinking beetroot. Beet farm. Beetroot. 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 Yeah, he's the beet farmer on the office, and he was such a devilish character. And so he shows up at the office one day, and he's dressed like Belsnickel, you know, flappy plaid hat and a great big beard and his face was all dirty he had a switch in one hand oh and my. a bunch of bowls in the other and i'm not kidding you there are german russian ladies that i interviewed that remember being terrified by Belznickel or sinterklaas at christmas time oh, so, so this is kind of like krampus like he's not well, he's no, not a friendly santa right he's guy? not friendly okay. but he doesn't kill people i think krampus okay. kills them okay 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 well i don't know, <laughs> I don't know <laughs> i've never been bad enough to get killed by any of these bad santa like so, characters <laughs> so according to german folklore you know back in the 18th century this is kind of like like Santa's the good side. You know, like, do you want a lump of coal? Are you a yeah. good boy or a bad boy? Right. You know, at Christmas mm-hmm. time. So this, I'm not kidding you. These women said this guy would show up at their homes before Christmas. Mm. And, and he was mean. And he came in with mm. chel- chains and belts. And he was called several different things. Sinterklaas, Beelzebuff. You know, he had a big sheepskin coat and a fuzzy hat with flaps. And then he would come in and he would like threaten these kids like, did you remember your piece for the Christmas program, you know, and they were terrified of of (laughs) this guy. And so those Christmas programs always ended up being really, really, really well done because this guy came around and, and terrified all these kids. So go watch Dwight Schrute. There you go. Dwight, Dwight Schrute. He walks around in the office and asks if they've had an impish year or an admirable oh, year. <laughs> and then it's a lump of coal or whatever. And I just thought that that was just the strangest Christmas tradition I've ever heard of in my life. My daughter-in-law said that when they were growing up, and she's she's from Linton area, so she's related to the Walls and the Vetters. And so she's Catholic, which means it was okay for her to marry my son, who's a Protestant, because they never associated with each other back back there <laughs> in the old country. That was there. That was discrimination oh, wow. there, you know. So she said, "Yeah, we come to the house, and there were sixteen or fifty, sixteen couples and fifty kids." And she said they would send us all down in the basement, close the door, and that was it. They that, they could not come back back up the stairs. And I'm like, "That's right," because we were treated more like. I don't like we didn't even exist as kids so we had to stay out of the way especially mm. of my grandparents 
like boy you didn't want to like sit in grandpa's chair or get in his way of the television or anything oh, like yes. that don't so. read the newspaper first <laughs> right. I, what I was always told <laughs> I don't, right unless you can fold that sucker back up so they Which don't I, know it was I couldn't open. do that yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like there's really been a sea change <laughs> in the last Massive. generation or two because like I know at, when I go home for Christmas my parents don't even acknowledge me but it is all the grandchildren you know and yep. they will plan things around their schedules and, and do this and all the things and I'm like um Oh, hello. Um, hi. Hello. No, nothing. Okay. <laughs> so when we went to my grandpa's, my dad's dad's house, we'd go there first on Christmas, and then my mom's parents lived like five blocks away in the same community. And so the first time I took my husband down there, and I think I was pregnant at the time, and, and I'm like, okay, it's time to eat, and um, helping him along a little bit, you know, and he's like, aren't you coming? I'm like, Heck no, I have to eat with the women and the kids, you know, because the guys ate first, then they would go um, drink beer and crack nuts in another room and oh the women boy. would sit down and, and finish what was left of the dinner and wow. then do the cleanup. Wow, <laughs> double wow. Uh, <laughs> I know, uh, right? I, like, I can feel my teeth turning into fangs <laughs> to this conversation, Sue. Well... <laughs> Sue, how long do you keep your tree up every year? Um, usually till my kids are gone, which means it's down already. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Just no, no, no. We live in the country now. We don't hardly put up a Christmas tree. But I leave mine up usually until after Christmas and take it down before New Year's because I like to start my New Year off cleaning. Mm-hmm. You know, that is yeah. a huge thing for me. It's yeah, kind of like I the end that. of the year purge. Mm-hmm. I remember doing a Christmas program in Fredonia. There was a, I went to a school that had two rooms in it and four classes in each room when I was young. And there weren't a lot of students. But I remember being just fascinated because I had a teacher that taught us how to make, we made reindeer masks for Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer out of balloons and paper mache. And all I could think during this whole time was, oh, my gosh, we've got paper and we've got flour. And look at the magic you can make with paper mache and a balloon (laughs) and a couple twigs. But singing in those masks was horrible. (laughs) It was like having your head in an oven while the bread was baking, you know. The big one was at the church, of course, you know. And nowadays on Christmas Eve, a lot of times people will have church early, you mm-hmm. know, like they can do go to church early and the kids are all spread out all over the place. My granddaughter was in a, a play and you always have that one kid standing at the end of the row oh, uh-huh. with the face. Yeah. <laughs> so, Usually and then the, their nose. Yep, and then the little girls that lift their dresses up over their uh-huh, heads. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, yep. And so we had early Christmas, and everybody just kind of like walked out the door without their plates of cookies. And I'm just thinking, <laughs> what am I going to do? Who can I pawn this stuff oh, off on? You, and you didn't bring them to the I studio, say, huh? I can give you our address. Yeah. Too, <laughs> That's right. I owe you guys a stolen anyway, don't I? Oh, my goodness. Um, yeah, that I should have brought him in. I'll bet the guys here would probably have eaten anything, right? That's how guys are, right? Yes. <laughs> they, they're like, ooh, cookies. <laughs> um, so anyway, after we did all this Christmas stuff and we went home and, and tried to burn the house down with the with the waxy tapers, then then we got to open our gifts on Christmas Eve. I don't know about you guys. 
we change from time to time, sometimes Christmas Eve and sometimes Christmas Day, depending on, I think, when grandparents were available or not available and... That's what I remember. Yeah, Do ours you, was always a moving target. Oh, like the, whenever the majority of people could get together on a single day, that was when we did it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it would be. Yeah, a we're week German. Before. We're etched in stone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it was like I could tell you from the from Christmas Eve at about four o'clock until. Christmas Day, exactly what we did. It was the same every year for mm. years and years and years and years. But we didn't have, like, bazillions of presents. Did Santa come, though, on Christmas Eve for Christmas morning? Or how You mean, like, work? an actual real deal Santa? Yeah. <laughs> Heck no. Not the Bell's Nickel yeah. guy? Yeah. The Bell's Nickel guy. We're just, we're just blessed that he didn't show up no at kidding. our house. Oh, my gosh. I just can't even imagine what that would have been like for those kids. So, but I'll bet the old guy who drove, who dressed up as Bell's Nickel, probably had a blast um, doing that, scaring those kids. But you know, some of the things that we received, you know, like if if um, you had like a large family and there was one doll between two girls, you had to Mm. share it. I mean, these are the stories these gals told me about all the time. Um, And there was this thing about like you only had one set of clothes for Sundays. And so they would take turns. The kids would take turns going to church. So one oh, Sunday, wow. half the kids could wear the clothes, and then the next Sunday, the other half would wear the, the clothes. You know, and wash day was always on Monday in case there was a funeral or wedding that happened during the week. How far back are we talking here? Just to my parents' generation wow, okay. when they were kids. So okay. probably the 30s, 40s, and 50s is what these ladies remember. But how about this? You know, before there were Legos, before there was... um. You know, any kind of uh, electronic games, there were Tinker Toys. Oh, yeah. Tinker Toys and Lincoln Logs. Lincoln Logs. Oh, my gosh. I forgot about Lincoln Logs. If you got those things for Christmas, you were like in hog heaven. Like those were the bomb, and this one gal told me that her her brothers got Tinker Toys, and so they got this old clock. And you know, Tinker Toys have those green wings, so you could make windmills out of mm-hmm. them. And they they hooked this up to this old clock. They wired oh, it to this clock so it would cool. turn. And I'm like, oh, that's adorable. Early STEM, right? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we have to. Um, we had to do it whenever we could. But sledding was a big thing too. You know, back then, my my mom said they'd go out every night after school. Once their homework was done, and maybe Bible study. I think my mom was in a house where she had to do Bible studies at night. And they would go out and sled. You know, there was probably a neighbor within a mile or a mile and a half, and those kids would get together in the dark and go sledding. And I'm thinking, God, we don't even have dark out where I live anymore. I can't Mm -hmm. imagine how much fun that would have been. We got a lot more snow back then, too, if I remember correctly. Um, Except for this year. <laughs> yeah, this year I think we've got plenty already, dear. <laughs> kind of an exception there. So so then on Sundays, on Sundays, on Christmas Day, which happens to be Sunday this year, I think, we would go down first to my Grandma Caseman's house, and then we'd go to Grandma Mightinger's house. And I swear that I was in middle school before I realized that not everybody had the same set of grandparents. Because I have, I'm not kidding Everyone you Everyone was there. Well, yeah, they just, like my cousins, I have a set of cousins that, like my dad's brother and 
my mom's sister were married. And so, they, you know, we were over at this grandma's house, and then they were over at the other grandma's house, you know, and I was like, oh, man, everybody's got the same Everybody's set of grandparents. Got my grandparents. <laughs> oh, shoot. <laughs> and, and so we would have after dinner at my grandma's house. My grandma Caseman had a bigger house and less grandkids, like only maybe 40-some as opposed to 50-some. So <laughs> so we would go to her house, and afterwards, my aunt lived in California, and she would send my grandparents this huge tray of dried fruit, figs and mm. apricots and stuff. I mean, I, we would eat ourselves sick on that kind of stuff because we never got that at our house. And then we always, well, not always, but if we were really well-behaved and we didn't talk to our grandparents, not like I talked to my grandkids, but my grandma would bring up a quart of pickles for my husband and I to eat, and we'd eat that whole quart of pickles oh, sitting at that table. Cause I have eaten a whole quart of Subalcum pickles. All right. Oh, and that's her recipe. That <laughs> is her right. recipe. Well, thank you for that. Um, we, definitely wonderful pickles. We check in with Root Cellar Sue once a week. Thank you, Sue. Thanks, guys, and Merry, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you, you Sue. You too, and Happy New Year. Happy New Year.